Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 2 of the podcast returning It's me, Paul, it's just me today, Anthony is out for personal reasons But I obviously know what I'm doing, so I'm gonna just be doing this episode by myself today So let's get started The first thing I'm gonna talk about is a few games in particular Like I'm gonna start with the Browns and the Bengals. So going into this game, obviously everyone, myself included, thought that it was going to be a close game, but everyone thought the Bengals were going to win because after everything that happened with like Deshaun Watson during last season before the season started and with how bad he looked with the little bit of time that he did play the few games last season, everyone thought the Bengals were just going to run through them. But we were quickly mistaken when the Browns actually stomped the Bengals in Cleveland 24-3. And Watson actually played like himself in Houston. Because the question was, now that we actually are going to get a chance to see a full season from Deshaun Watson, is it going to be where we're going to see Deshaun Watson of old from when he was on the Houston Texans? Or is it going to be like basically this now like washed version of him and everyone was picking on joe burrow because burrow got benched with (coughs) excuse me with like five minutes left when the game was over and literally what like two days before that he just signed the richest contract in history or one of the richest quarterback contracts in history five years 275 million that's like roughly 55 million dollars a year and then he comes out and plays like that but I think we should just pump the brakes a little bit on the Joe Burrow slander because he's a top three quarterback in this league he's already proven himself the Bengals are still contenders and this was just a bad game because they haven't played in seven months it's going to take a while for all the teams to get back into rhythm and like get the groove of things going with them but enough about that game i also want to talk about what game was it there was another game in particular oh i also want to talk about the eagles and the patriots because this was another game where expectations were high especially because thomas edward brady jr was also having his retirement halftime ceremony so he was in attendance and he ran out the tunnel did his signature let's go fist pump to hype the fans up and you would have thought okay the patriots are gonna come out here and they're gonna try to get a victory because tom brady is back in the building as a fan not as a player but we also knew on the side that the eagles were just in the super bowl and even though they lost a bunch of their team they still have a pretty damn good team but it was a close game all around mac jones actually looked pretty good and the eagles they looked kind of good also because like this was ezekiel elliott this was his debut as a patriot because he's no longer with the cowboys it's a rematch of super bowl i forgot what number it was when they played the pay, I think it was 2018, wasn't it? The the Philly special. The Eagles also picked up DeAndre Swift. 
and Mac Jones looked really good because he finally has an offensive coordinator with having Bill O'Brien and the Eagles also were able to have Miles Sanders who was a free agent that they had picked up from Carolina but all in all it was a good close game and you could tell that the Eagles they are the same team but you could tell that they aren't the same team at the same time the reason I say that is because they struggled a little bit in the game because they don't have all their pieces they lost a bunch of players and everything and the Eagles won this game 25 to 20 but it was a close game and the Patriots easily could have won it so now the Eagles have to get readjusted quick because they are turning around to play tomorrow night on Thursday night football on primetime they kick off the primetime Thursday nighters for this year because the first game was on NBC and they are going to be playing in Minnesota against the Vikings so the Eagles got to turn around real quick but it was a good game it just has to be disappointing for Patriots fans that they couldn't eke out the win with Tom Brady in attendance in the building and everything but next I want to talk about the the Packers and the Bears because I do not understand oh wait actually no before I do that game let me rewind back to one o'clock I want to talk about the 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers game because it was a route and I'm pretty sure it was really unexpected because you go into this game Steelers 17 straight winning seasons with Tom Coff or with Mike Tomlin as the head coach and a few years ago when they were 0-6 to start the season everyone thought oh they're gonna have their first losing season and then they finished the season like 9-8 and or exactly 500 something like that so everyone was like thinking they were done but it's just something about Mike Tomlin they always will have a 500 record but everyone went into this game knowing how good the 49ers defense was and how the Steelers who were at home probably were going to lose but they got skunked 30 to 7 at home and just a day or two before that just like Joe Burrow Nick Bosa signed his extension he signed a five-year 197 million dollar contract so he's going to be on the team for a while he's their defensive leader he's their defensive anchor and their defense was really stellar and they're definitely a top two not top three top two defense in the league and the offense looked great also Brock Purdy everyone thought myself included he was maybe going to be a little bit rusty because he just had the surgery in the offseason and yet he came out swinging and they had they had him out here looking like he was Tom Brady or something Brandon Ayuk went off Debo Samuel went off George Kittle didn't have to do much and their offensive line is just good and they ended up just routing the Steelers out in their building no less and he just he and the whole team especially that defense they looked really really good and you can tell that they're obviously still gonna be a Super Bowl contender because they basically look like 
they essentially just left off where from where they were last season when they got eliminated they just had to wait seven months to continue doing what they do so now we're going to talk about packers and bears so we all know the history of this rivalry nfc north packers and bears it's always been a long rivalry but as of late it's been dominated by the packers mainly because of aaron Rodgers, who we're going to talk a lot about later on in this recording because he owns the bears and now he's a new york jet so he's not there anymore so everyone thought okay he's not with the packers anymore and he took a lot of the packers with him he took alan lazard he took randall cobb and he was able to get dalvin cook to sign with the jets on a one-year deal also i mean he wasn't from the packers he was from minnesota but still and so everyone goes into this game they're like okay now we get a true shot to see is jordan love the guy or did the packers make a mistake deciding that they were gonna draft him but um or did they make a mistake deciding to draft him but he quickly proved the haters wrong because we only had one game of like tape to like use because he played in that one game last season against the chiefs in arrowhead when rogers had corona so he couldn't suit up obviously and love just proved why he should have been playing he had plenty of time to learn behind rogers and he just went off he had 331 yards like three touchdowns and they went into the bears building and won 38 to 20 and he looked really good the packers defense looked really good and their offense was low-key kind of clicking even without the hall their hall of fame quarterback not being there anymore because the other question was what is their head coach matthew lafleur just an aaron Rodgers product or is he like actually that good a coach but now the way that the packers look after that first game he looks like he's actually just a good coach and jordan love is already getting no pun intended love from the green bay fans calling him mvp because his mother was in attendance and it was just a really good game all around the bears they still have their issues they gotta fix their defense or i should say their o-line like the giants is garbage they literally can't protect justin fields if you like put a gun to their head and the receivers couldn't get anything going the defense couldn't get anything going and it just wasn't their night i mean i personally think the lions are taking the division anyway but the Packers are showing do not sleep on them now just because Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Packers are showing that they can still potentially be a team that they could still potentially they can still compete for the NFC North. So now it looks like the division aside from the Bears is wide open. Lions who are the favorites to win it, they could win it. The Packers could win it and the Bears probably won't win it, and Minnesota could win it. So now it's wide open in that division. That was a really fun game to watch. And now we're going to discuss... What do I want to discuss now? 
we're gonna discuss okay i really don't want to talk about this game but i really don't have a choice so we're gonna talk about my new york giants they were at home sunday night against the dallas cowboys and i thought with all the additions that my team made this year like during the offseason we would actually finally have a chance to compete with dallas and maybe beat them or make it a close like field goal or seven point game because for the past seven years since like 2016 ever since dak prescott's rookie year they've always had our number they've always gotten the best of us and it's literally tradition to play against them opening day of the season but it's normally in dallas this was the first time in a while that we had actually played them on opening day because there was like the past two or three years we didn't play them opening day but we played them week two and this was the first time that it wasn't in dallas to start the season it was at metlife and we all went into this game with high expectations because we made a lot of accusations during the offseason traded for darren waller for a steal because we didn't have to give up a single player for him we just had to give up some picks we got Wandale robinson back slayton's back for a year on a vet deal shepherd's back for a year on a vet deal we traded on defense for boogie basham we we drafted jalen hyatt there's so many like new pieces to the team that we were able to acquire and it just didn't happen unfortunately well no it did happen it's just unfortunate that we drafted all this team and we couldn't do we still couldn't do anything against dallas like the first drive we were humming on offense we drove down the field 60 yards pretty quickly then they stopped us and we were going for three but then our field goal got blocked and they took it back for a touchdown and the game basically just went to shit for the giants after that because after that we got the ball back uh we went three and out or no we got it they got a pick six so that was 14 quick points and then we got a three and out and then they scored again and before you knew it it was 16 to zero then at halftime it was 26 to zero i said this game is over my friends were saying it wasn't and then we got skunked at home 40 to zero so much like with the steelers not really doing anything in their game and they couldn't figure out what they needed to fix to beat their team that they were playing against we couldn't do it either Steelers their offense wasn't moving their defense was apparently not doing anything either despite how good their defense is because they gave up 30 points you shouldn't be giving up 30 points in the league to any team and we're out here getting skunked at home 40 to 0 they haven't beaten us that bad I don't think recently or like ever and now that left a sour taste in all of our mouths as giants fans that we have to live with for at least this week we play the cardinals on sunday and if you ask me i personally think if we don't beat the cardinals on sunday i agree with someone who i watch on tiktok named guru griff he said if we can't beat the cardinals on sunday our season's over and with how trash our offensive line is daniel jones literally had no time in the pocket barkley had an okay game he had like 11 carries for 30 something yards but 
Jones, he had, he had 141 yards somehow, but he threw two interceptions. One was an actual interception. The other one he threw to Barkley, and before Barkley could fully reel it in, it, like, bounced out of his hands in the air, and then it got picked off in midair, and it was ruled as a pick six again. And, like, he had no time in the pocket to do anything because our offensive line just collapsed. It wasn't even just Micah Parsons either. It was everybody. The offensive line just collapsed. Jones had, like, 1.7 seconds in the pocket. By the time he looked up to do anything, he was already being brought to the ground. Our offensive line just couldn't protect him, probably because you moved Evan Neal to the right side of the line instead of keeping him at left guard next to Andrew Thomas you put him at like right tackle or something like that where he's not comfortable so that screwed us over that's why I hope that the Giants get Justin Pugh back because he was a key factor of our offensive line back in 2011 when we last won the Super Bowl and he's a free agent right now and said he will come back to our team for the minimum salary because he understands he's a veteran he's old now he's not going to be that valued anymore so he doesn't care about the money if he has to take minimum salary he will come back to our team i think giants if you're listening coming from a diehard giants fan who makes sure that you go 17 and 0 or 16 and 0 every year in madden in the regular season and then makes you go undefeated and win the super bowl take it from me please get justin Pugh back because i'm tired of seeing our team struggle like this because we just had such a great season last season and we had high expectations that's the reason why we have so many prime games this year primetime games we had sunday night primetime to open the season after we play the cardinals on sunday next thursday we are turning right around and traveling to san francisco i'm kind of scared to play that game against them to play them on thursday night prime time then after that we get like a week and a little bit more off then we have to play the bills on sunday night prime time in buffalo which i'm also scared of then the week after that we play on monday night against the seattle seahawks in seattle and I'm scared of that, especially after what happened last year when we were in Seattle. But also, they didn't look too good because they let the Rams, without Cooper Cup, who's injured, go into, come into their building. And they lost to the Rams, a divisional rival, 31-13. to So maybe they're not as good as people first thought. And then we're back to Sunday for a while. And then later this year, we have a primetime game against the Packers on Monday night also. And that's our last primetime. But with how good the Packers looked on Sunday, I'm scared to play them as well. So we have a lot of primetime games this year. And if our O-line looks like that, after we, if we beat the Cardinals, after that, it's not looking too good for us. Because we have to play, I believe, in order. San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, Seattle four really good teams so we have a chance if we don't beat Arizona and even if we do to either start the season off 0-6 or 1-5 so we need to get our shit together and we need to get our shit together fast because I don't like this as a Giants fan I didn't even go out in public on Monday and rep anything Giants because I didn't want to be made fun of because I just I like I enjoy waking up on a Monday morning if the Giants played on Sunday knowing that we won and I happily rep my team. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
if we don't win depending on how bad the loss was i don't really wear anything giants but let's talk about now the monday night game the buffalo bills visiting the new york jets so obviously the storyline and like hype of this offseason was the jets acquiring aaron Rodgers. And he literally said he didn't want to go to any other team. It was either stay with Green Bay or if he was going to get traded, he only wanted to go to the Jets. And lo and behold, the trade actually fell through and happened. The only issue is, unfortunately, like he had, well, he had Nathaniel Hackett back. We all know Nathaniel Hackett was on the Packers as the offensive coordinator took a head coaching job in in Denver, shit the bed with that, was offered an offensive coordinator job, which is what he's actually good at because he sucks at being a head coach. He absolutely stinks at it with the Jets. So when Rodgers got traded, he was reunited with him. And Rodgers, like I said earlier, brought Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. He brought a couple Packers over with him because they were free agents, even on just like one-year deals. And literally, they built that entire offense around him, the whole team even, because their defense is really good also. And literally four plays into his debut, he goes down. Everyone thinks he's getting up, but he doesn't get up. And he knew he was hurt because he threw the ball in the air in frustration, looked at his bench, and then he had to get help walking off the field. He went to the blue tent. They got the cart for him, and then he goes to the back, they x-ray him they believed that it was a calf or ankle injury and then towards the end of the game it was announced they feared that it was an achilles and then we find out confirmed earlier yesterday that he tore his achilles and now he's done for the season so before his jets debut could even get started or his season rather as well it's already over and people are saying is this it for him because he's 39 years old and he's going to miss the whole of this season now and have to wait till next season. And what if he decides that he wants to retire all of a sudden? So once he got hurt, everyone was like, okay, well, now the Bills are probably going to win this game because we all know what Zach Wilson can do. And from what we've seen his first two years, he really wasn't all that good. And he was losing his job to the backups. So he lost his job to Mike White at one point, And I think at one point they had Joe Flacco in. So everyone's like, oh, well, Wilson's back in. So now the Bills are going to beat them. But no, this was a close game. It was 16 to 16 the whole game. And it even had to go to overtime. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the Jets won because I forgot his name. It was a rookie. He got a punt return and they won in overtime because they the bills won the coin toss but they didn't go anywhere and then the jets ran it back on the punt return because it was also a short punt so less yardage to run or like less field but josh allen and he even said it himself he was the reason that they lost that game because he made a bunch of boneheaded decisions and ended up throwing four interceptions and Jordan Whitehead of the Jets picked him off three out of those four turnovers. 
and people are questioning Allen why he gets hit so much like Allen literally was clearly gonna get hit and rather than slide or just run out of bounds he's trying to take on the three defenders at once and took a big hit like yeah he was fine but you can't be affording to take those hits in the NFL as a quarterback your line is literally there to protect you for a reason and you the offense runs through you so even if you're a runner you have to know how to protect yourself and he just seemed like he didn't want to protect himself his exact words in the press conference were he played like shit and like he was basically just mad at himself and it was a really good game and the Jets looked good but the question is now what are they going to do because they only have Wilson to play but they need to have a backup quarterback because their only backup quarterback they have they never actually signed him to the active roster he's still on the practice squad and now they're like oh they're gonna try to call Brady but Brady already made it clear he's not playing football again he's done for good now this time and they're like maybe they could get somebody like well I was thinking maybe they could get Matt Ryan but everyone is saying he's not that good he's kind of overrated he only had the one good MVP year and that was it but you have to look at who's available it's him or re-signing Flacco again or I don't know maybe you just want to screw around and just bring cam newton back you need somebody as a backup because wilson can't be the only quarterback because what happens if he gets hurt now so the jets basically just now have to figure out some quarterback to sign and that's pretty much my take on that and that game this was a very important game for both teams because it was another divisional matchup just like the giants and the cowboys and the jets ended up winning and I think if anything now with the way the Jets looked, their whole division is wide open. It's not just Bills or Dolphins anymore. That whole division is open. The Bills could take it. The Dolphins could take it. The Jets could take it. Or the Patriots. Because the Patriots didn't look that bad when they played the Eagles. But now I'm going to talk about my power rankings for this week based off of how everything played out so first and this one could have literally went either way and depending on what fan base of the team you rock with is it'll be intertwined excuse me so at number one i have the san francisco 49ers for everything that i said when i went over their game briefly about this with the steelers number two i hated to put them here but after what they did to my team and it's just kind of like obvious they need to be up there I have the Dallas Cowboys their defense the offense literally didn't have to do much against us it was just their defense at number three I have the Los Angeles Rams because they were complete underdogs to basically not do anything this season as well as the Cardinals and they went into enemy territory divisional game against seattle and stomped them without their star receiver they literally had unknown receivers or like not well-known receivers putting up 100 yards tutu atwell had 120 yards or something like that then they had a rookie his debut game 10 receptions 119 yards and Matthew Stafford looked like 2011 Lions Matthew Stafford all over again, even though he just said he doesn't know 
how much time he has left because his whole team is young around him and he's old and he doesn't know if he can hang with them. Number four, I have the Philadelphia Eagles because even though they're still a top five team, they didn't look all that good against the Patriots and very easily could have lost that game to New England as well. Aside from the fact that Brady was in attendance, they just didn't play all that well because they don't have the same exact roster that they had last year or last season. At number five, I have the New York Jets for everything I just stated. At six, I have the Buffalo Bills for everything I just stated. At number seven, I have the Miami Dolphins because they were in an absolute war, absolute shootout against the Los Angeles Chargers in Los Angeles. They won 36 to 34, Tua threw for 446 yards, and Tyreek Hill had 220 yards or something like that receiving. If that's how they're going to be playing this year, they could. That's why I said the division's wide open. They can very easily take the division if they're going to be playing like that. And that's scary because Tyreek Hill literally went out on record saying he wants to try to get 2,000 yards this season. If they're going to be playing like that, he's definitely going to hit it. So the Dolphins are looking scary and teams better watch out. At eight, I have the Kansas City Chiefs because they looked like their normal self, minus the fact that they didn't have Travis Kelsey, but they lost the season opener and home opener in general for them to the Detroit Lions at home by a point. And really, I could say the Chiefs were a top five team. It was mainly the former giant, Kadarius Toney. He's the reason that they lost that game. So I don't know why he was running his mouth about us getting skunked 40 to 0 at home like he didn't cost his now like he didn't cost his team the game he dropped a bunch of key passes wide open where if he caught those passes it's Patrick Mahomes who's his quarterback they were they probably would have scored and won that game like two or three more times if he would have caught those key passes but he didn't catch them and they lost so that's why they're at number eight Number nine, I have the Los Angeles Chargers because, like I just said, both them and the Dolphins were in a shootout against each other. The defense was non-existent for both sides. It was all about their explosive offense led by Justin Herbert. So the Chargers also look really good. Number 10, I have the Green Bay Packers because of everything I said in regards to Jordan Love actually looks like he low-key could be a stud and everyone's already saying he's the stepfather of the Packers or of the Bears because obviously Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears and he's their father but they're saying Aaron or Jordan Love is the stepdad at number 11 I have the Detroit Lions I wanted to put them top 10 but I'm like the way that the first week played out it was hard to keep them in the to put them in top 10 but if they win against the Seahawks next week on Sunday I should say if they beat them on Sunday then they'll definitely be in top 10 they're just out in my opinion excuse me at number 12 I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they went into enemy territory in Minnesota and they took care of the Vikings albeit it was by three they still won the game so that's all that matters and Baker Mayfield is Tampa Bay's quarterback at least just for this year and he looked okay so 
for now they're at number 12 and let's see where this goes at 13 although i was tempted to put them at 12 but i just feel like i have to see some more from them because this could be just a one game like luck type of thing i have the cleveland browns because of deshaun watson is he actually back or was this just one game so we'll see where it goes with them at number 14 i have the new orleans saints because while they did barely beat the titans while they were at home was new orleans chris olave showed that he's going to be an issue in this league no matter who plays them he's going to be a problem because they the titans just couldn't stop him at all so at 14 i have the saints 15 i have my new york giants i dropped them down because i believe i had them at 11 or 12 last week before the season started officially but i had to drop them because of what happened to us but i still think we're a top 15 team it's just that we can't beat the cowboys and we can't beat the eagles but aside from that i believe we're a top 15 team in the league and that's taken my bias out at 16 i have the seattle seahawks because gino was saying he basically my words of what he said was he basically took receipts from people who said that he doesn't have it anymore but he's proving that he still does and then they go out and they get cracked at home so that's why i have them there 17 i have the baltimore ravens because they came out looking good it was odell's first game as a raven and he came out doing the ray lewis dance he even caught a pass the ravens won at home against rookie cj stroud in his debut game 22 to 9 at home in baltimore they won 18 i have the washington commanders because they beat the arizona cardinals at home in washington and like their defense was low-key the reason their offense didn't look that good because the cardinals it was the opposite their defense looked good and their offense didn't so basically if the cardinals had kyler murray or if their offense could have been better because i don't even know who their quarterback is they might have won but the commanders they have sam howell now so we'll see how it goes for them 19 i have the titans because they did look good but they lost to the saints and they didn't really do anything and surprisingly derrick henry didn't do much either at 20 i have the new england patriots for everything i said they're a good team they just need more time and mac jones has more room for growth and everything and he still has a whole season and remember these are power rankings so they're gonna go up or down or stay the same every single week so these teams where they are now this won't be where they are next week for some of them 21 i have the pittsburgh steelers 22 i have the minnesota vikings because i gotta see them do some more because they lost to the buccaneers and the only reason i could think they lost to the buccaneers because they definitely have a better offense with justin jefferson and everything was because the buccaneers have a better defense and they were at home and they're going to be at home tomorrow night and they're probably going to lose because for those of you who don't know Kirk Cousins is not good in primetime games at all. He's like 1-10 and 10 in primetime games. He never wins. He had like one primetime game that he won, I think, last season. So it's not looking too good. Unless he just somehow flips a switch all of a sudden and becomes good in primetime games, like how he is at 1 p.m., they have like no shot to win tomorrow night. 
23, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars because they put up a shootout against the Indianapolis Colts and they actually won and they low-key look like they're going to be the ones in their division that are going to win the division because they beat a divisional rival in the Colts and the Texans also lost. So, like, I feel like they're going to win the division because the Titans lost, the Texans lost, and they beat the Colts. They look like they're the best team. And we saw how well, because they made the playoffs last year, too. They were the only team in that division to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win it again. 24, I have the Bengals because they got routed. Luckily, they were on the road, and it also was a rainy, wet game. But still, just for now, they're down there. But I still think that the Bengals, like the Bills and the Chiefs and the Eagles and the, I hate to say it, but the Cowboys and the 49ers, I also think my team is a contender. They're all contenders. 25, I have the Denver Broncos because they continued their streak of losing. They played the Las Vegas Raiders, and they were at home, and they lost to Jimmy Garoppolo by a point. So the Broncos, I still don't know. Is it If the Broncos continue to lose games, then I seriously think that it might be a Russell Wilson problem because everyone last year was saying oh that wasn't the team's fault that wasn't Russell Wilson's fault it was because Nathaniel Hackett but now Russell Wilson has Sean Payton who did a numerous amount of things successfully for the Saints before retiring as a head coach so if they continue to lose I don't think it's Sean Payton you seriously got to start looking at Russell Wilson 26, I have the Indianapolis Colts because Anthony Richardson needs more time to grow and they didn't look that good and the whole holdout with Jonathan Taylor not wanting to play and wanting to be traded, that doesn't help either. 27, I have the Las Vegas Raiders because while they did win the game, they struggled mightily and they only won by a point. So at 27, I have the Raiders. 28, I have the Chicago Bears because like I said their O-line is still collapsing at every point just like the Giants Justin Fields needs more time and the team just doesn't look like it's a team that is ready to win anytime soon the Bears look like they still are going to need another three to four seasons of rebuilding to have a chance at being a good team 29 I have the Carolina Panthers because Bryce Young actually didn't look good in his debut game he threw a bunch of interceptions and the team just as a whole struggled 30 I have the Atlanta Falcons because Desmond Ritter he looked okay but he could have been better and the Falcons didn't really look all that good either 31 I have the Texans for everything I just said and 32 to no surprise of to the surprise of nobody I have the Arizona Cardinals because they literally are a team that's openly tanking, especially because Kyler is not going to be back from his ACL injury because of how late he tore it last season until like around week 11. And even then he might not be back by then. He just might be almost ready. So they're openly tanking to just wait for him to come back and try to start fresh and actually win games next season. Because while they barely lost to the Cardinals, it's because they're trying to look like they're going to win games excuse me but actually not win excuse me okay so 
that's all my coverage for the games that took place this past weekend and now i'm gonna give my prediction for each of the games taking place this upcoming week starting with tomorrow night's game the philadelphia eagles are visiting the minnesota vikings for that game i'm taking the eagles because they played each other in philadelphia on monday on a one of two monday night games last season and they beat them and it's also a primetime game which again kirk doesn't play good at so i think the eagles are gonna beat them like they did last time in primetime ravens versus the Bengals. i think this as much as i personally am a fan of lamar jackson i think this is going to be the bounce back game for the Bengals. they're at home for this game and they're going to be pissed off and irate about what happened this past sunday so i got them taking it over the ravens and what probably could be a close game the seattle seahawks are visiting the detroit lions and for this game although i think it could be close because that might have just been a one bad game from seattle i got the lions winning this game because i am a true believer in the lions right now and everyone now it's not america's team dallas cowboys anymore it's america's team the detroit lions because everyone loves them now ever since they got dan campbell colts versus the texans this is a toss-up game i don't think anybody aside from fans of those teams care enough or are going to be watching the game but i'm choosing the colts because i have to see more from both anthony richardson and cj stroud because we don't know what either of them can do since they haven't reached their full potential yet bears versus buccaneers i'm taking the buccaneers because that defense and especially with how bad justin field's line is he's really going to have a horrible day trying to find his receivers when if his if his pocket of protection is already that bad and you're playing a top five defense in the buccaneers they're probably done for chiefs versus jaguars i feel like this is going to be a really close game but if travis kelsey plays and even if he doesn't i feel like this is going to be the game where the chiefs are visiting jacksonville i feel like they're going to win this is going to be their bounce back because they're not going to and they're going to be kind of mad too because they were at home to start the season they're the reigning super bowl champs and then you come out and lose at home on the home opener season opener so i feel like the chiefs are going to win that game packers versus falcons i think the packers are going to beat the falcons and it's not going to be even close at all especially with how they looked raiders versus the bills much like with the Bengals and ravens i feel like the bills especially being at home in their home debut they're going to crush the the vegas raiders because they're going to be pissed especially allen allen's going to just come out and be on a tear chargers versus titans i got the chargers and it's not even going to be close yes they have derrick henry but i think aside from him the titans really won't be able to do much of anything 49ers versus the rams this should be a really good game it's another divisional game but with how good both of the teams looked you really can't choose with this one but because the niners i feel like have a better defense even though they do have aaron donald on the other side i'm gonna take the 49ers giants my giants versus the cardinals in arizona i feel like this is gonna be the game that we win this is our game to lose because the cardinals are openly tanking like i said earlier 
and we need a good game to wash that sour taste out of our mouth for what happened at home and this would be the perfect team to do it against so i feel like we're gonna win and this is gonna be a redemption game to prove to everybody because me as a diehard fan and i think i can speak for all the other giants fans we know that that's not how our team actually is that was not us that was just a really rough game and then for jets and cowboys i feel like the cowboys are going to take this game but with the way the jets just played on monday night i think this is going to be a really closer this is going to be a closer game than people think jets defense is really good cowboys have a way better defense though the jets offensive line is actually pretty good but so is the Cowboys offensive line. And I feel like the Jets have a little bit more weapons than the Cowboys do because the Cowboys really just have CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. So I feel like this is going to be a close game, maybe a potential of being um, game of the week. But I think that the Cowboys are going to take it. I think it's going to be like a three-point game, maybe a seven-point game. Commanders versus Broncos. I really still am not like on the hype of the Broncos yet because they didn't do anything last season and they already look like they aren't going to do much this season. And I'm going to take the Commanders because the Commanders don't actually look that bad. Like they look like if they could just tweak a few things, they might be able to win a bunch of ball games. So I'm gonna take the Washington Commanders. Sunday night prime time, it's the it's another divisional matchup. The Miami Dolphins are visiting the New England Patriots. After what the Dolphins just did to the LA Chargers, who aren't even a rival, I there's no doubt in my mind that they should beat the Patriots. Cause the Patriots, while they do look good, I feel like the Dolphins offense is just way more electric than the than theirs is i feel like they have a way better offense than the patriots do and they're gonna beat them and now we have two monday night games this upcoming monday night so the first game that's going to take place at 7 p.m we have the new orleans saints another divisional matchup by the way the new orleans saints visiting the carolina panthers and for this game, I'm going to take the Saints because, like I said, Chris Olave is going to be an issue in this league. And they also have Derek Carr now, who's always been a good quarterback. He could just never get over the hump of making it to the playoffs. And I feel like the Saints will win this game. And the second game that's starting at, I think, 8 o'clock at night is the Cleveland Browns visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers and with the way that the Browns looked on Sunday and the way the Steelers looked I think the Browns are going to win because the Browns look like they're ready to potentially all of a sudden become a win now team and the Steelers just didn't look like they were ready to play or even awake to be playing that game on Sunday so I kind of have doubts for them and everything (coughs) excuse me because I don't know about the Steelers anymore like yeah Kenny Pickett is improving and everything but with the way the team looked I just don't have high hopes that they're going to beat the Browns and Deshaun Watson especially if Watson is for real back to the Watson that we know not the offseason and off-field issues but yeah I think that's all I'm gonna talk about in this episode 
it just it has to suck for Jets fans and Aaron Rodgers has always been my favorite quarterback so I hate to see him go down especially when this is one of those few times that it's not going to be an injury he can fight and come back before the season's over it's a ruptured Achilles tendon we're talking about this is one of those injuries where possibly sometimes people don't come back for two years from it and he's 39 so he might not even be ready by the start of week one next year J.K. Dobbins also in the Ravens game tore his Achilles so early on in his career he's already injury prone because he tore his ACL came back from that now he tore his Achilles so people like me who have him in fantasy that's going to be an issue but hopefully Aaron Rodgers gets well soon and maybe the Jets will make a playoff run and it'll be in his honor because and Brees Hall also went off too aside from Jordan Whitehead Brees Hall also went off so he looks like he's definitely back and he's ready to seek out some type of retribution redemption vengeance whatever one of those three terms you want to use for his ACL and meniscus tear that he suffered last season so the Jets I think they'll be fine it just has to suck for them that their whole playbook was made around Aaron Rodgers and him possibly leading this team to actually compete and contend for a Super Bowl and now they have to revamp the playbook back to Russell or to Zach Wilson and try to find somebody to sign as a veteran backup for one year or as a veteran to replace Zach to have Zach continue to learn and everything just until if Rodgers comes back but if I don't know what Rodgers did I don't know if it's his time but he already said he's not retiring and I personally don't want to see him retire but um with that being said that's all for this episode next week you should be able to catch my voice again and Anthony should be back and if not then it'll just be me again but until the next episode i'm paul and i'll see you guys in the next one